0: Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Matthew 2, verse 1 and 2. What's the concept? Where do we get the idea? I'm not going to share a, a lengthy message because we've got some exciting things that we want to weave together with this. So uh, I'll be brief today, and then I'll, you'll pay for it next Sunday. No, not really. So... Uh, Let's look at this. Matthew 2, verses 1 and 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi, wise men, from the east came to Jerusalem, and they asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. And so that was the whole concept, thinking about the wise men and began to realize as I thought through this, you know, uh, if you're following a star, if the star is your GPS, if it's your if it's your ways, if it's the only way you know how to get from here to there, and you only know by following a star, you have to travel at night. And so the wise men, because of their hunger, their passion, their desire to meet this Savior named Jesus, they did something unconventional. They did something that went against their natural tendencies. They had to step out of their box. They had to get out of their comfort zone. They had to be willing to take a risk and do something out of the ordinary. And you know, we find that that's how God operates. Natural is what we can do. Supernatural is what God can do. How many are thankful for that today? Natural is our level. Natural is our pay grade. Natural is what we can do at our best. But God is a supernatural God. He is a God that is not limited by the things that limit us. How many are thankful to be reminded of that today? That our limits are not his limits. He's greater. And so what we find is that this entire uh, Christmas, uh, and I don't like the word story because that seems like a fable. This narrative, this eyewitness account that we are celebrating especially today follows that pattern that God is not limited to what we're limited to. What what we can do naturally is not a challenge to God. Where you and I reach the end of ourselves and our resources, God's just beginning to do His. And the whole Christmas narrative is, is that. That God went beyond the natural. That God did something that was unconventional and went against the grain and surprised us in many, many ways. Let's look at John chapter 1 one more time as we're in this study and let's see what the Bible compares the coming of Christ to. It was like light coming in the darkness, like those wise men traveling at night, following a star, having to venture into unknown territory, one constant thing leading them. Jesus is that very thing for us today. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. We sang that a moment ago. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, through Jesus, these are titles of Jesus, He's called the Word. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. Watch this. This life, this this new way to live, this born-again experience, in Him was life, and what do we read about that? And that life was the light of men. That's what the wise men were after. That's what you and I were searching for. That's what everyone on this planet is searching for. There has to be a better way to live. At some point in your life, you ask yourself the question, is this all there is? Have I done it all? Have I seen it all? I, I reached my goal and I'm still missing something. I, you know, I, I got the brass ring and, and I'm still short. I went over 5,000 followers and had to open up a whole new account. Is this all there is? I mean, what's missing? It's the life that only comes with Jesus Christ. Has anybody found that to be true today? That's that's this light that draws us. So, and and, and let's see what this says. Uh, In him was life, verse 4, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, okay? We're in that dark place without him, searching, kind of stumbling. The light shines in the darkness, but read this line with me. But the darkness has what? Not overcome it. That's the good news for us. Every one of us are going to have to walk through some seasons in this world. Not because you're bad. Not because you did something wrong. Not because God is out to get you. But because we're in a world that's fallen. It will be redeemed someday. But God is with us. But in the darkness, in the hardest moment of your life, the good news is Jesus has already overcome. How many are thankful for that today? He has overcome. Look at this verse in Isaiah 9 too. It was prophesied. That he would be that. Look at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 2. I want you to take a look at this. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. 2,000 years before his birth, 4,000 years before today, they prophesied. God sent a word. Hey, I'm going to turn a light on in the darkness. I'm going to bring that to a place. And so the birth of Jesus, the coming of Jesus revolutionized everything about what man thought about God. We always think, man thinks, when man tries to get to God, he makes a religion. He creates rules. He creates dogma. He creates ritual. Somehow God is far away, and if I do enough things, I'm going to get to him someday. If I live enough lives, if I'm reincarnated enough, if I do well enough, someday I may get to where he is. But Jesus didn't wait for us to come to him. He came to us. Christmas morning means that God didn't start a religion, he brought a relationship. Christmas morning means that he couldn't wait on you to find your way out of the darkness. He sent the light right where you were. Christmas morning means that you don't have to find God, God found you. Christmas morning means that you don't have to go through a ritual, Jesus paid the price on the cross. Christmas morning means that no matter how far away you were from God, God came and found you. God turned the light on. No matter how dark life had become, no matter how dark life might be at this moment, Jesus came and found us in the darkness. It means that we are not lost and searching and don't know where to go. There's a light and his name is Jesus. And he's come and he's found us. And he's gone to the cross and died in our place. That's what we're celebrating today. That God gave us the greatest gift that could ever be understood. How did God do that? God stepped on the planet. God came to us. He put on our flesh. How does God put on flesh? Well, some religions call it the Immaculate Conception. We all call it the Virgin Birth. How did that happen? God chose a young Jewish virgin named Mary and said, You're chosen to bear the humanity of Jesus Christ. And Mary said, how can this be? And God said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And God placed the deity of Jesus... Inside the womb of a young Jewish virgin. And she birthed his humanity. And for 33 years, God walked on this planet. Wrapped in our flesh. Do you know why? Because we couldn't get to him, so he came to us. We couldn't solve our problems, so he came to solve them. He didn't sit in heaven and look at us from a distance. God put on our flesh. Walked in our shoes. Went to our cross. Every once in a while, someone may be tempted to say, nobody knows what I've gone through. Nobody knows my problem. The Bible says Jesus was tempted in every way that you and I have been tempted. He came and bore those burdens, but he was without sin. You know, every once in a while, it's kind of uh, interesting to me. Someone gets in a big debate. Well, did he really come in December Is December 25th really the day Jesus was born? Well, I guess if you don't have anything better to do, you can worry about things like that. I mean, I guess if you have enough time on your hands and you think you're that intelligent, you can figure out when it was. I don't really care if he came in July. I'm not upset if it was October. It doesn't bother me if it was January. The truth of the matter is he came. And when he came, he turned the light on. And everyone has to agree... It has historically been proven, written, and precedented that Jesus came to this earth. He came. His coming was so impactful that it divided time in half. Everything before him is called B.C. Every day in your since then is called A.D. Every time an atheist writes a check, he says Jesus came 2,022 years ago. Every time the agnostic says, I don't believe him, and he opens up the calendar on his eye. Phone. She says he came 2022 years ago. I don't know what day it was, I'm not sure what month it was, but I'm confident that he came, and history has proved it, and nothing can stop it. Jesus came to this earth. Because we needed a savior. He walked into the darkness. The darkness didn't scare him. The troubles you face. The consequences of life. The traps of the devil. Darkness did not affect Jesus. He overcame darkness. In fact he takes your darkness. And makes it the canvas. That he writes his grace on. Just to say devil you had your best shot. You thought you had them. You thought you destroyed them. They said it's too late. It's over. I have missed it. And Jesus said are you. Done yet? I'm going to turn the light on now. I'm going to change history. I'm going to give a gift. That's what Christmas is about to me. Jesus walked into the darkness and turned the light on, so you and I could have hope, could have life, could have another chance, could have another opportunity. I'm so thankful that he came. What about you? And then, and then I look to whom he came. The Bible says the first people that Jesus gave the announcement to. Or that God gave the announcement to that Jesus had come was a band of shepherds out on the hills in a dark night with nothing to cover them but sky. And all of a sudden, an angel showed up. And the angel said, I've got some good news for you. And the shepherd said, nobody like you ever came and talked to people like us. He said, well, I'm about to change the way this world works. And then they said, it's good news. And about that time, the Bible says, the angel armies of heaven joined them, my. And the sky lit up with the glory of God. And the most underprivileged, overlooked, underestimated, unnatural ambassadors for a coming kingdom were enlisted on that night and said, you need to go tell everyone that I've turned the light on in the middle of the night and there is a Savior. It doesn't matter if you're the shepherd or the king or the president or the governor or the custodian. I want you to know something today. God chose you. God walked in your darkness. God's not afraid of where you start. Because he knows where he's going to take you. What a mighty God. Let's look at a couple more scriptures from Isaiah. I want to look at this again. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 2. I read it a moment ago. But let's look at this just to encourage us before we do something else. Isaiah 9 two: The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Anybody in that category now? Anybody seen the light? The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. It's amazing. Look at verse number six. It tells us, for to us a child is born. How how did the light come on? For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulders. And he will be called what? Wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no wind. Look at Isaiah 42 since we're over in that neighborhood. Isaiah 42. Look at this. I love what the scripture says about him turning the light on for us. Verse 7, Isaiah 42, to open the eyes that are blind. Anybody blind once before you knew Jesus, searching, trying to find the way to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. Let's notice what he says here. I am the Lord That is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. Are you ready what happens when the light turns on, church family? See, the former things have taken place. And new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. When the light comes on, your life changes. When Jesus walks in, the darkness goes away. Old things are passed away. Anybody here can say amen to that new thing are springing up. God has something planned. Drop down to verse 16. I will lead the blind by the ways they have not known. Come on. God's going to take you to a place you've never been before. God's going to move you into a season that you've not seen. God is not intimidated by how dark your past was. God is connected to how bright your future is about to come. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. Do you know why if you don't know Jesus, you haven't figured your life out yet? Because you don't know the way to the place he's going to lead you. But if you'll trust him, you're going to go. I will turn, are you ready? I will turn what? The darkness into light before them. And I'm going to make the rough places smooth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness to us. I want you to look at one more thing in Isaiah 45. And this is going to be my last verse for this day. Isaiah 45, look at verse 3. You know, if you're willing to trust Him in those dark times, if you're willing to hang on and believe that He is who He says He is, and that He is God and there is no one like Him, I'm going to tell you something that you're about to discover. Notice this. He says in Isaiah 45:3, I will give you, The treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places. Can I speak a word of prophecy over you as you begin a new year? As you get ready to close this out, you're about to walk into some treasures, some hidden things you didn't know about. Some things that God had you. Listen. God didn't hide it from you. He hid it for you. How many here listen what I'm telling you? You haven't missed it. It's on deposit right now. What you've been trying to find in the darkness, you couldn't see because you weren't looking with the light. But I'm going to tell you, take a second look. You're about to find some treasures. What the devil designed to destroy you, God's gonna turn it around and make it the next testimony in your life. What you thought was going to overwhelm you, God's about to bring something out. There are gonna be some treasures. I'm gonna challenge you right now as we end this time. I want you to take one more look if you're walking through a dark time. I want you to take one more look if you're trying to figure life out because from my vantage point, I see somebody coming into your dark night. From my vantage point, I see weeping, stopping, and joys about to start ringing around your house. I see something coming in your darkness. It's like that woman who was caught in the act of adultery. It was the darkest day of her life. She thought she would die in guilt and shame. But what she did not understand, there was a treasure that was hidden in the darkest day of her life. His name was Jesus. And he said to her, I forgive your sin and I have the power to free you, ma'am go and sin no more it is something that Paul and Silas were locked in a prison beaten and bleeding and they were innocent had done nothing wrong maybe you're struggling with what somebody did to you back over here and you think I'll never be happy because of the abuse in my life but if you look again I see somebody coming into the dark place of your life there's a treasure that's about to open up before you anybody ready to open a new gift on Christmas morning you're about to find a treasure that will free you from what other people have done. So you probably ought to do like Paul and Silas did and just start thanking God right now because the treasure, the answer in your dark place is about to come. You might be like the disciples caught in the storm at night and it looks like the boat's about to sink. But if you'll take one more look, I see a light coming into your dark place in your storm, in your in the bad place. And this time the light's walking on the water. See, you're not too far. You're not too gone. It's not too late. It's not going down. You know what it's like right now? The devil threw everything at you but the kitchen sink. Right now in your life, he thought he had you but what he didn't count on, somebody was coming with the light. Someone named Jesus was going to leave heaven and come all the way to earth and walk in your shoes and walk in mine and turn your worst night into a treasure chest and flip open some riches you hadn't counted on today I'm telling you God's too good And he's too faithful. And the light's too bright to give up. God's going to bring you out of wherever you are. He's going to put treasure in your life. And today we're here to celebrate the fact that God is good. He is faithful. Jesus is our Savior. God is still on the throne. The devil is defeated. There are treasures waiting for you even in the darkness. Come on, let's celebrate this great and mighty God that we serve today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.